Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Chaos, written by Arenval. Wait, you have a learning disability, but you're one of the smartest humans I've ever met. Dathex and Tenai quirked into zigzags, a sure sign of confusion in these species. Yep, it's called Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. I picked up my tongs and pulled the knife I had been working on out of the forge. With my other hand, I took a magnet and a telescoping handle and touched it to the glowing blade. It didn't stick. Perfect. Turning to my right, I quickly plunged the blade into a tub full of oil, generating a cloud of acrid smoke and settling the oil around the tang of the blade alight. The oil sizzled where it contacted the hot steel. My brain doesn't produce enough dopamine. It makes it hard for me to concentrate on certain things. The flames went out. The sizzle went away. I gave it another moment to cool, then withdrew the blade from the oil. It also makes it hard for me to sit still, especially when I get bored. I inspected the blade. It was covered in scale and carbon from the oil, but it hadn't warped. Good. I got it right. I set the blade on a loose fire brick and finished cooling, and turned to my insectoid companion. Let me shut down the forge, and then I'll show you what it's like inside here. I tapped my temple. I cut the gas, and then led Dethak into the house. How will you show me your thoughts, Zigzag and Tenor again? I smiled. Moy was he in for a surprise. I wrote a program for the sensory console, kind of a simulator. It'll give you an idea of how my mind works, and how it malfunctions. Ah, the antennae drooped backwards, laying almost flat against his chitinous scalp. Trepidation. He wasn't sure he wanted to look inside my head. <laughs> well, nobody ever said that Katan was stupid. You'll be fine. It's perfectly safe. Yeah, have a seat. The chair in front of the console morphed, adjusting itself to his anatomy. When he was comfortable, I handed him a headset and put one on myself. I'll be in the sim with you, nothing to worry about. His mandibles dropped in the equivalent of a frown. Then he shrugged, one thing our species had in common, and slipped the headset on. I booted up the console, loaded the program. Ready? Dathak took a deep breath and let it out slowly. I am... I nodded and hit the switch. Dathek's point of view. Aaron flipped the switch and my vision blanked out for a moment, then came back. Nothing seemed to have changed at first, but then I noticed scratches on the corner of the console's facade. They were just random wear and tear, but they seemed to be forming a pattern resembling the neural four. Ha! Huh. Interesting coincidence. I pondered the pattern for a moment, wondering how it came to... Uh, a clattering noise behind my left shoulder caught my attention. My head turned in that direction, almost of its own volition. What was that? Aaron's bad feline banshee was sitting on the edge of the table, knocking dice onto the floor one at a time. Stupid cat. I got up and put the dice back into the felt bag, stopping to pet the cat. Little arsehole. 
Another noise caught my attention. The climate control system had come online, sending a cool wafting through the room. I stood there enjoying the breeze for a moment, then remembered that Aaron had said that he'd been in a simulation with me. Where is he? I looked back at the console. He was leaning against the desk, watching me. So far, so good, huh? I tilted my head in imitation of a human's gesture for affirmative. Yes, I don't see where the disability is yet. He gave me a wry smile. Wait for it. My personal comm unit chimed. I withdrew it from my pocket and checked it. A new video had been uploaded. I opened it up to see what it was about, but got distracted by my personal message from a colleague. I opened that and read it, or started to. A thump caught my attention. I startled, looking around. Banshee had jumped off the table and was padding out of the room. I looked back at the message but found I couldn't focus on it. I had the nagging feeling there was something important that I was supposed to be doing, but couldn't remember what. Exasperated, I closed the message, making a mental note to read it later, and pulled up my to-do list for the day. Errands I had already run, nothing more. Well, what the hell was it? I thought for a minute, running back through the tasks I'd been working on one by one, from opening the message backwards and surprising to realize that I was speaking them aloud. That was highly unusual for me. That realization distracted me even further, leaving me frustrated. I took a deep breath and started over, consciously trying to suppress the urge to talk to myself, and found that I couldn't think. Don't try to fight it, it won't work. Aaron's voice startled me. I'd forgotten that he was there. Right, let's see, message, video, dice, some blade. I drew a blank. Excrement. You okay? Yes, I'm fine, I just, um, have this feeling that I should be doing something, but I can't remember what. Aaron nodded and looked pointedly at my left foot. I realized I was tapping it on the front rather urgently. I whirled myself to stop and drew a breath in frustration. You sure you're alright? Yes, I'm just frustrated. I know there's something I should be doing, but I don't know what. He smiled. Yep, let's go out to the forge. Right. We went back into the forge, really a converted garage, and I immediately realized something was wrong. It was noisy and hotter than the engine room in here. I immediately looked for the forge. It was still running, burning merrily away. Unattended, I moved to shut off and realized something else. The air in the room was bad. The forge had been using up a large percentage of the oxygen in the shop. I immediately hit the switch to open the door and stepped outside as soon as I had room, gasping for air. I had to warn Aaron. Before I could turn to do so, a noise went away, and suddenly he was beside me, panting just like I was. That was a close one. Good catch. He took a deep breath. Wait here. I just nodded, still trying to catch my breath. Aaron plunged back into the shop. He hit the switch on the wall and charged back outside. The ventilation system kicked on, sucking large quantities of fresh air into the shop. That could have been very, very bad. It could have. I finally managed to reoxygenate my blood. How did that happen? He tapped his temple. ADHD. You forgot to shut off the forge. Well, in the simulation, you did. But yeah, I got distracted. The thick... I jerked my attention back to Aaron. I had seen a small, bushy-tailed rodent scamper across the lawn outside the house. What? I'm sorry, there was just a, a rodent. He smiled. Squirrel. I called him Floyd. He looked back into the shop. 
It should be safe now. He walked back in and shut off the ventilation. Remind me to shut off the fan when we go back out into the sim. I nodded at a loss for words. Movements at the corner of my eye caught my attention. I turned to see what it was. Freud had found something edible and was noisily chewing on it in the yard. I looked back at Aaron and followed him into the house. As we entered the kitchen, I realized that I was famished. How long had it been since I last ate? Thankfully, Aaron had one rule. If you leave my house hungry, it's your own damn fault. I opened his stasis fridge and began selecting ingredients for the most delightful human inventions. A sandwich. As I assembled it, a sudden memory flashed through my mind. The message! I fished out my comms unit with one hand and finished the sandwich with the other. My colleague had made a minor discovery while studying the culture of human nation called Japan, something about mythology of ancient swords. I took my sandwich to the table and started reading. I got to the end of the article he'd linked and became aware that I was even hungrier than I had been. I looked up my comm. My sandwich sat untouched before me. Across the table, Aaron looked up from a book. Welcome back. You're going to eat your sandwich. The light in the room seemed wrong, and when I picked up my sandwich, it was no longer cold. How long was I, um... He smiled. An hour and a half. Good article. Mandibles occupied by my sandwich, I nodded. By the stars, an hour and a half. How had I not noticed? I swallowed. An hour and a half. Aaron's mouth twisted into what humans call a grimace. Yeah, that's the other half of my disorder. I tend to hyperfocus on things I find interesting. Oh, uh, by the way, that wasn't real time. It only lasted a minute or so outside in the sim. I nodded acknowledgement, still dumbfounded. Aaron got serious, ready for the rough part. My antenna stood up in shock. It gets worse. His expression turned ominous, and his voice dropped an octave. Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. A song popped into my head. You ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, baby, you just ain't seen nothing yet. Or rather, a part of a song popped into my mind. Those two lines repeating over and over. Excrement! I hate it when that happens. Superimposed upon the song came a memory. An older human about Aaron's current age. Gray hair with a mustache saying, I hate it when that happens. With an amused smile on his face. He was wearing some sort of uniform, blue dress shirt with two pockets, black insignia embroidered on the left shoulder, a hat with the mythical reptile humans called a dragon emblazoned on it. Immediately upon the heels of that memory came another, sitting around a table in a brightly lit room with seven or eight other humans, all of them with books, paper, writing instruments, and a polyhedral dice in front of them. The man on my left said, Break it! I'm climbing the dragon!' Scott, my memory, supplied his name. My own mental voice chimed in. Can't do that in an online game. That voice sounded suspiciously like Aaron's. Another memory. Sitting in a convention hall in front of a computer trying out an online game. City of Heroes. Humans in costumes, all sorts of fantastic old characters, including some of the type of armor that Aaron had mounted on the stand in his living room. Mandalorian armor. A sacagram. Again, not quite my own mental voice. Another flash, forging that armor in the shop. Hammer and tongs, forge and anvil. The armor plate, the helmet, giving my daughter, who looked identical to Aaron's daughter, by the way, a handful of forged helmet of her own. Celebrating her birthday, the night she was born, her mother's eyes. 
the divorce, the night we, Aaron and she, met, the making love to her, the deep despair he had felt when she left him, me, a friend talking me, Aaron, down from attempting suicide, the same friend six years later dying of cancer, joking with that friend at work, other friends from the same job, sharpening a knife for one of those friends, forging my, Aaron's first knife, and seeing a shatter in the quench, Aaron's point of view. Hey, did that you okay? He started, huh? Yeah, no, I'm not. Enough. This is too much. Switch it off. Okay. My avatar in the sim closed its eyes and I directed my attention to the real world. Back in meat space, I opened my own eyes and flipped the switch. Dathlek sat in his chair, breathing heavily. His antennae were standing straight up, the equivalent of wide-eyed horror in a human. You okay, buddy? Is that what it's like for you all the time? I nodded. Yep. How do you survive? I took a deep breath, let out slowly. On a couple occasions, I very nearly didn't. I shrugged. There are medications for it, and caffeine helps some, but I basically have to know my tendencies and try very hard to live in the moment. Another breath. It ain't easy. How common is this disorder in humans? Dathek asked, still looking horrified. As many as 5% of our population, 1 in 20. 1 in 20? I nodded. And yet your species accomplishes so much. I shrugged. We're extremely adaptable. You must be to survive such chaos. Another memory popped into my head. Oh, shut off the ventilation system in the shop. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed and if you did please don't forget to support the author from the link down below but if you want to support this channel there are links as well down below for you to help with but the easiest way would be to share this video and if you are so inclined subscribe as well i will see you all in the next episode and i hope that you all have a fantastic time until then cheers